everyone to a special episode here a very special episode this is our first podcast collaboration this is inside the dome and fire sports takes pod a little podcast collaboration here for all of you so i am john dodero of Inside the Dome, and I am joined with Devin Anderson of Fire Sports Takes Pod. Devin, man, how you doing, buddy? I'm, I'm good, John. I'm excited. First podcast collab, you know. It's yeah. exciting. The DSOC Fire Sports Takes Pod to go visit the link. Only available on Spotify right now for some other blogs. And uh, that's on usually, it says Fire Sports Takes, but it's really just NFL and a little bit of NBA. We'll talk NBA today. I mean, when, when it's football season, that's really all I want to talk about. So, but obviously, we have the Dame trade that went through yesterday. So, I'm excited to talk about that. I've shared a few thoughts um, in a blog post on my Instagram at dsock underscore fire underscore sports underscore takes and dsock underscore 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 and TikTok. I had to casually plug myself a little bit. You know how it goes on in the podcasting game. Got to, it's all, right. all about worship. You know, got to plug yourself when you can. But yeah, I'm excited, John. I'm excited to talk. Um, some basketball with you, and it, it, we're getting to that time of year where, like, football is great, but when you got football on Monday, Thursday, and Sunday, and then college on Saturday, those Tuesday, Wednesdays get a little lonely when it's not basketball season, but then when basketball yeah. season rolls around, you've got seven days of two of the best sports in the world to watch, and it's just, it's fun. It's the best time of year. Oh, it is. I am I'm very excited for NBA. There's NBA, there's NHL, all the sports are finally starting to come back um real quick just for Devin's listeners because one thing I want to mention is this episode is going to be on my channel and Devin's channel so it is going to be on both accounts so just for some of Devin's listeners about inside the dome uh it's sports takes essentially almost kind of what you do but right now we've been doing a lot of NFL we've been doing fantasy football and college football have been the main things that we've been doing. So we do daily episodes, four to five a week, some reactions too. So that's kind of what we got, and I'll I'll share Devin the link too. But we're not talking about football today. Like Devin said, we, we are talking about NBA today. And just recently on Inside the Dome, we did a little reaction to the Damian Lillard trade, but we're going to break it down a little bit here. So... Just a recap, because this was back on Wednesday. Let me pull up the trade details. So, the trade was between the Milwaukee Bucks, the Phoenix Suns, and the Portland Trailblazers. The Trailblazers have been trying to trade Dame for a while now, and they finally did it. The Buccaneers, not the Bucks, oh my god, I'm thinking football. Football. The Bucks, <laughs> the Bucks got Damian Lillard, that's it. The Blazers received Drew Holiday, DeAndre Aiden, uh, Tumani Kamara, 2029 first-round pick, and two pick swaps. The Suns got Yusuf Nurkic, Grayson Allen, Nasir Little, and Keon Johnson. So what did you think about this overall, Devin? Did you like it? Did you not like it for any of the teams? I mean, I, I love it for the Bucks. I mean, I honestly, I love it for the Bucks, but I love it more for Damian Lillard. I feel like how can you not like Damian Lillard? I don't know if you really like him, John, but he's just a dog. He's been one of the most fun players to watch in the NBA. He's not the most flashy. He doesn't talk a lot of crap, but he really puts his head down and grinds, and he's always hitting those game winners. We obviously know game time. And if you're the Bucks, losing Drew Holiday does suck because he's one of the best, if not the best, defensive point guard in the NBA. And he's probably a better overall true point guard in terms of playmaking and making his teammates better. But when you have a chance to compliment a guy like Giannis with a guy like Damian Lillard who can pull up from 40 feet. It's kind of unstoppable. The spacing that team's going to have now is unbelievable. 
And you can't, because you have to pick up Dame the second he crosses half court, or else he's just going to step into a long range three and let it fly. But if you pick him up, that leaves so much space for Giannis down there to just go to work. And that's without talking about Chris Middleton, who went down here last year, but he was injured. People forget how much of a dog he was in that 2021 um, run the Bucks had where they obviously won the chip. So I, I'm excited. I, I'm a Nets fan, so naturally I hate Boston sports. <laughs> so I'm a New York fan, so naturally I hate Boston sports. And I think this makes this this trade makes this Bucks team um, the team to beat in the East. And, I mean, as of Wednesday morning, the team to beat was – the Boston Celtics. So I'm happy that this brings Boston fans down a couple pegs and the Bucks are going to be good. I think they're clearly 1A and 1B, especially because the Bucks picked up Chris Stapps in the offseason. But if you get like the top three players on the on the Bucks now and the top three players on the Heat, I did this. I wrote this in my blog. Giannis, are you taking Giannis or Jason Tatum? It's Giannis. Are you taking Dame or Jalen Brown? It's Dame. And are you taking Chris Middleton, a healthy Chris Middleton or Chris Stapps Porzingis? Yeah, like, I mean, Jalen Brown though is like the highest paid player now. Yeah, and it's crazy he got. Yeah, it's crazy he got that contract after forgetting how to dribble in the NBA in the Eastern Conference Finals against the Bucks. It, that left hand, man. Yeah, that left hand. Existent. Yeah, I mean, I like this trade a lot. Another thing to look at is I feel like Yusuf Nurkic to the Suns. The Suns getting rid of DeAndre Ayton, who I thought was a little bit overrated because if you put any good like any center with. Chris Paul, he's, his game's immediately going to be elevated just because that's the type of guard Chris Paul is. He just makes everybody around him better. And shipping DeAndre Ayton for use of Nurkic, who honestly is probably a better defensive asset than Ayton, it, oh, it makes the Suns more flexible as far as bringing in guys that they can fill in their, uh, with, fill their depth with. So that's another small piece of the trade to look out for. But, I mean, shout out to Bucks. Shout out to Dane. No one deserves a shot at a ring more than Daniel Lord. He's been so loyal to that Blazers franchise. And, yeah, I'm happy for Dame, I'm happy for the Bucks, and I'm happy Boston Celtics fans went to bed a little upset last night. <laughs> I like it. Now, my other OG member of Inside the Dome, there's four of us that are a part of it, and then guests, but one of us is a Miami Heat fan, and he's been wanting Dame to the Heat, and that did not happen. And you could hear his thoughts in our latest episode or one of our latest episodes, but he's very sad. But looking at the starting lineup for the Bucks, it will be according to ESPN, Dame Lillard, Chris Middleton, Bobby Portis, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Brock Lopez. And that is a great starting five, I would say. Yeah. I mean that's I would be scared. That's a that's a four that's that's a force to reckon with. Um, they did yeah. get a little worse defensively, I will say that. And as far as depth goes, I'd say the depth between both these teams is kind of even. I mean, like Pat Connaughton, Jay Crowder, some guys I can think of off the top of my head for the for the Bucks. Then you get like, like your Derek Whites, your Al Horfords, um, your Peyton Pritchards for the Celtics. Like nobody's really standing out. But I mean, if you put these starting five side by side, I think the Bucks clear the Boston Celtics. They should be the favorite to come out of the East. I'm certainly picking them. Yeah, it, it is interesting to see because I was I was sold that Dame would have been shipped to the Heat. So when I heard the Bucks, I was like, "Okay, Dame." Like I, I thought the Heat, I, the Heat should have made a deal then because now, not only did they not get better from last year where they made an incredible run in the finals. Shout out Jimmy Butler; he's a top ten player in the NBA. Um, but not only did they not get better this off season, um, the Bucks got a whole lot better with this Dame trade. So they're kind of in, the the Heat are in a tough spot, and I kind of feel for Heat fans a little bit. Yeah, I, I really do feel for the Heat. I'm not going to lie. And Jimmy Butler was incredible last playoffs. And he's going to have to do it again, probably, at this point. But looking at the other teams impacted by the trade, um, the Phoenix Suns, their potential starting lineup. You mentioned uh, Yusuf Nurkic. Uh, he is projected to be in the starting five. You got Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, Josh Okogi. I think that's how you say his name. And Kevin Durant is the projected starting five. You like that? Do you think that's a contender still? Yeah, yeah that's pretty nasty. That's pretty freaking nasty. Yeah. I mean, you always hear when trades like this happen, when you get three elite scorers in Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, 
someone's going to have to take a step back from the scoring and be the facilitator. And we've seen Devin Booker do it at times, but since he had CP there, nobody really had to be the facilitator and get everybody involved. And we saw with the Nets, that was a big question when they got the Harden trade. Harden took a step back in scoring, but he just showed how dynamic of a playmaker he can be as he led the league in assists. But I think the Suns are still going to be a force to reckon with. I hate the argument where there's only one. But people are like, there's only one basketball. And you, like, not every, and all three players need the ball in their hands, which is true. But, I mean, how are you guarding Bill Booker and Kevin Durant? Like, that's got to be a nightmare for defenses. This offense could be very special. So, I, I like the Suns a lot this year. I think it'll be Suns or Nuggets that come out of the Western Conference, barring injury, of course. Yeah. Now, the other team that was involved was the Portland Trailblazers. And a new member of the Portland Trailblazers had to say this. Drew Holiday, a day before he was traded, he said, I'm a buck for life, and I mean that, like deep in my heart. I don't want to play for any other team. Well, you're playing for another team. Yeah, you need to see it. The worst one, too. Yeah. I mean... Uh, The starting lineup for the Trailblazers, projected starting lineup, Scoot Henderson, Anfer... I hope I say this right. Anfernay Simmons. Simons. Mm -hmm. It's a weird name. Drew Holiday, Jeremy Grant, and DeAndre Aiden. Um, I don't know. I mean, the Blazers are not going to be good. They'll probably be a lottery pick. And they're in full rebuild. I, I saw somewhere that they're not even – they're trying to ship Holiday now as well. Really? So, Actually, I think I did see that. Yeah, so I don't think they'll hold on to Drew. And I think there's some Eastern Conference teams that could use a Drew Holiday, particularly the Brooklyn Nets, but we'll talk about that later. I think the Heat could trade for Drew Holiday. You have a backcourt of Drew Holiday and Jimmy Butler. Nobody – that's, that, that's got to be the best defensive backcourt of the modern era. I'm, I'm yeah. saying that, talking out of my ass a little bit. But I feel like I can't think of one off the top of my head that's a better defensive backcourt between Drew Holiday and Jimmy Butler. So the Heat could make a move there. But, yeah, the, the Blazers are not going to be very good. Like They're in rebuild mode. And it's it's tough to be a small market and go into rebuild mode. But, I mean, they, they could have went all in. They could have traded for somebody to get Dame some help all those years he was there. But um, sucks for Blazers. Sucks for Blazers fans. They should just be happy they got to watch. Um, a legend like Dame balling up there for a decade almost. So, but yeah, they're not going to be very good. They're going to be good at all. I agree. I mean, Portland, we're going to talk about, like, the worst teams right later in the episode, but Portland is struggling. But I do like your point, though, of Drew Holiday potentially going with Jimmy Butler. I think the Heat are probably disappointed that they missed out on Dame. So, mm-hmm. you got Drew Holiday. I think that's a decent compensation prize. Right there, but absolutely, Drew Holiday is one of the most. I've said this. They don't win the national or not national championship. <laughs> they don't win the NBA finals if they don't have Drew Holiday because what he brings defensively is something that's very rare in today's NBA from the guard position. And that's like I talk all about how good his defense is, but let's not discredit his offense. He has every layup package. His layup package is, is his bag is deep. Like he's still a good offensive player. He's just an elite defensive player and. He's very underrated um, in the NBA because he's not one of the flashy guards that's going to uh, have a post-fade or, like, he doesn't have the craziest handle, but he's still a dog. And, I, yeah, I, I feel bad for Drew Holiday, especially when I saw that quote. I was kind of like, damn, like, you hate to see it, but it's a business, and I don't blame the Bucs. You got to do what you got to do to make give yourself the best chance to win, and that's what they did. So that's off to them. I feel for Drew. I'm excited for Dane. Yeah, especially, too, when Giannis is saying – how he wants to be in the best situation possible or like be on the best team that can compete. Yeah. So I feel like I feel like the Bucks were kind of pressured mm-hmm. to make a big move. But enough about that trade. We yeah. talked about that for a while. Uh while we were thinking of things to talk about the other day, I came across on Twitter slash X uh something with James Harden. And I thought it was very funny and I think we could talk about the whole team as a whole. Mm-hmm. But James Harden the other day had a party and had the club holding up a Daryl Morey is a liar sign. I think 
I think he was off the honey a little bit too much. He was getting a little too bit off the henny, but I mean, we've known that James Harden and Daryl Morey haven't really seen eye to eye since the season ended after they blew a, I think it was a 3-2 lead against the Celtics in the Eastern Conference semis. And the Sixers are, they're in trouble a little bit. They, like, they didn't really, they got Patrick Beverly, which I mean, I'm Patrick Beverly. I, I stand for Patrick Beverly. I think when I, I'm not, I can't shoot a basketball very well, John. So when I pick up, I kind of embody Patrick Beverly a little bit because I just try to play scrappy defense and get in the other team. So you need a guy like that on every team, like one of a scrappy player, like you saw with the Nuggets on um, this past season. They got a Bruce Brown who was just scrappy on defense, is going up for boards even though he's one of the smaller guys on the court. And you need a guy like that on every team. But I don't think Patrick Beverly is the answer. Or Kelly Oubre is another guy they got this offseason. I mean, James Harden still played in the league level last year, but I can't see them beating the Celtics or the Bucks, especially after this Dame trade. Yeah, I mean, you and I, we go to WVU, and the saying that goes for our football team is trust the climb. <laughs> now, for the Sixers, their saying has been trust the process. Yeah. And this process, man, I mean, you had Embiid, James Harden, Tyrese Maxey, and it's not looking like they're going to have that anymore, honestly. Yeah. I mean, there was talks earlier like, oh, they should trade Maxey to get Kevin Durant. That never happened. But, I mean, this Sixers team, you we saw what happened to them in the playoffs. It was utterly embarrassing. Wasn't it the last game of that series where they got destroyed? Yeah, Tatum hung up 40 and blew him out. Yeah. That was that was horrendous. I mean, that's just... Yeah, Embiid won MVP, though. It's all right. Yeah, Embiid won MVP. <laughs> yeah. He, he got his MVP over Jokic, but, I mean, there you go, Sixers fans. Yeah, but... it felt like that was their, that was their Super Bowl. Yeah. And that was their NBA Finals, was Embiid winning MVP. But that yeah. is sad. I mean, I have Philly cousins. I have friends here that are Sixers fans. And as a Pittsburgh guy, we don't have an NBA team. So yeah. some people are like, are you going to be a Sixers fans? Hell no. Yeah. I don't, root, I don't root for Philly teams. Yeah. But the Sixers, honestly, I mean, I don't see them as a legitimate contender. No, I don't. I don't think so either. I think they're. If you were to tier them, they're the tier right below. Yeah, I'd say they're like in the playoff mix, mm-hmm. but that's yeah. about. I think it. they'll be. A, they'll be a top five seed, essentially. Yeah, um, they could I mean, use Drew Holiday. Yeah, they could. They could use Drew Holiday. Yeah, but I don't think they're gonna have James Harden much longer. Yeah, we'll that's, see. That's almost safe to say, but. Yeah. The, the season, or the, you got something? Yeah, where the, where the Sixers went wrong is they could still have Jimmy Butler on this team, and if they had Jimmy exactly. Butler on this team, I think they they would have had a ring by now. Yep. But they fumbled because Ben Simmons wanted to keep Tobias Harris around instead of uh, Jimmy Butler. That's an L, L Sixers, uh, the usual Sixers L. Yeah. What's happening with Ben Simmons right now? Um, I try to block out that noise as a Nets fan. Oh, wait. Yeah, he's on the Nets. Yeah, I try to I try to not pay too much attention to it because I see he's playing full games. So yeah, we'll see. Every offseason, like he's in the gym, he's working on a shot. You saw that like a few off seasons ago, comes into the game, doesn't shoot the ball well. He also forgot how to dribble last season, which is I mean, if you're a basketball player and you forget how to dribble, that's not ideal, especially from your starting point guard. I mean, yeah. I'm gonna defend him just because he's on my team and I'm not gonna hate on players on my team, but uh Ben Simmons ain't it. Yeah. Well, see. I think well, if the Nets stayed for Drew Holiday, they would have one of the best defensive rosters in the NFL with Mikel Bur- or, Dude, the NFL's on my mind, man. I don't know if you can tell. They have one of the best defensive rosters in the NBA with yeah. um, Mikel Bridges, Drew Holiday, Ben Simmons, who was he's a good defensive player. I'm not going to dispute that. And then Nick Claxton and Cam Johnson, but I don't think the Nets are doing anything crazy. And Ben Simmons is a clown. Yeah, I was going to. I was going to ask you about the Nets since that was one of our topics. Since you are a Brooklyn Nets fan, yeah, do you have high hopes this season for the Nets? Know. Not really. I mean, playing playing team. That's 
playing team late playoff, late late seed, like seven eight seed, six seed if we're lucky, and then probably a first round exit. But you never know. Um, it sucks. It's it really sucks. You know, KD, Kyrie, Harden. That yeah, biggest what in the history of the NBA. You hate to see it. Uh, it is what so it is. Who, so, who was your biggest acquisition during the off season? Uh, nobody, nobody, nobody home of that. Yeah, man. What about uh? I was curious because I've I've kind of followed the Nets a little bit throughout last season. Um, Cam Thomas is an interesting player. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you think he's gonna get used more this season? I don't know. So that's actually a good question because Jock Vaughn, the coach for the Nets, just um in his press conference said he he needs to see more from Cam on a. From the on both sides of the floor, not just his scoring ability. And from the vibe that I get, he was a pick that the Nets made just to please Kevin Durant, which I'm not mad about because when you have a star player like KD, you want to keep him happy. And we've seen what Cam can do offensively, but he needs to know how to work with the team better because when he comes in um, and they would play all the young kids in games where KD would be out, they would Cam would drop 40 or 50 or in the high 30s, but they would lose. So the, he is an elite not elite, but he's a very good um, ISO player. We just need to see him be able to play more um, with the team. He needs to be a better facilitator, and he needs to be better on the defensive end. So um, I hope we see Cam play more. I'm rooting for him. He's a very fun player to watch. He does got that bag in him. He's a certified bag. Um, but he's just – I was going to say he's not a team player because that makes him sound like he's kind of a, kind of a jerk, but he, he definitely needs to learn how to play better within the flow of the game and not just slow everything down and make it a half-court battle and just go ISO with whoever's guarding him. But I like him a lot, and hopefully we'll see him improve. He's still very young, so a lot of guys. Yeah. I like it. Well, speaking of young players that need to improve, uh, the my team, the technically, my bandwagon team, yeah. because Pittsburgh doesn't have a team, so I jumped on the bandwagon for the Warriors. <laughs> they made some moves, and... They traded away a young player who was struggling, but mm-hmm. they chose to trade Jordan Poole away over uh, Draymond Green. They had to essentially choose between Draymond Green and Jordan Poole, and they chose Draymond Green to keep. Now, Draymond Green has the defense, obviously. He's one of the better defenders, if not one of the best defenders in the NBA, and the Warriors ended up getting Chris Paul the <laughs> third. Yeah, I was not happy when I heard that. Um, I mean, there are positives. One, yeah. he's a good uh, little leader on the team. Like, he can move the ball. I mean, he's not going to be the one scoring 20, 30 points a game. That's going to get a Curry. So, I think he's a good fit in a way. But one, he's older. I mean, he is old. I think his play's been declining a bit over the years. Uh, He's bringing the Scott Foster Kurtz with him, (laughs) which I'm not excited for. I mean, it was kind of broken last season. I will say that. But the odds are not great. So every time the Warriors play in the playoffs, which they will make the playoffs, I'm calling it now, every time they play in the playoffs and Scott Foster is a ref, we're going to have to hear about it. But... I don't know. I mean, they're older. That's the thing. I mean, last season in the playoffs is where it all went downhill. Mm-hmm. They were really relying on Steph Curry. Jordan Poole was struggling mightily. I will say that. And I guess, I mean, the only reason why I still had faith in Poole was because he was younger and he's shown that he can do it. But last playoffs, Curry had to carry essentially. Clay Thompson was not that good. He was, yeah. he had some moments in the first round or so, but eventually that all just crumbled down. The Lakers really just went to work. Mm -hmm. And the other thing, too, is they're not big, the Warriors. They Mm -hmm. don't really... They don't have, like, a big guy. And that was kind of shown in some of the matchups when you're going against AD, people like that. It kind of showed a bit. I mean, Kevon Looney is a good center. I mean, he's the rebound god, I would say. But 
They also lost Donovan DiVincenzo, who I think was a great rotational player. Yeah, I agree. He's a good backup to Curry. He really was. He he was a player who I liked watching, mm-hmm. and he would always get points. He was a good defender too. So, looking at this Warriors team now, for me, um. I'm cautious. I don't know if this is a contender. I mean, when Curry is playing, Curry is arguably one of the best players yeah. right now. I mean, his accuracy from deep, I sound like I'm talking quarterbacks right now. <laughs> but, but, I mean, his three-point accuracy is just so good. He can make clutch baskets when he has to. But he is also getting older, too. I mean, he's mm-hmm. in his 30s, and... I'm honestly scared for this Warriors team once he calls it quits because, yeah, I think it's going to go downhill real quickly. And you still got Steph, you still got Clay, you still got Draymond Green, the core three. Almost reminds me of my Pittsburgh Penguins. But essentially the comparison I want to make is for the Penguins, once they lose their core three of Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, and Chris Letang, there's going to be a drop-off in the team, yeah. most likely, and they're going to have to rebuild. Same thing with the Warriors. Once they lose Curry, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green, they're going to have to retool and rebuild, most likely. So they're running out of time. I would say that I think the championship window is starting to close. They decided to go older in getting Chris Paul. But I honestly think... The only reason why they had to do that and get rid of Jordan Poole is I don't think Poole and Draymond Green were able to work together. Yeah, I, I was going to say that ever since Draymond socked them in the mouth, I feel like Poole never had the same confidence that he showed at least last year because he was crucial for you guys in that um, in the uh, NBA Finals run. That he really had. was. Um, I think it just confuses me a little. I think you didn't have Wiggins because he was dealing with the whole screwed up family situation for all of uh, us. Yeah, yeah. If you had him early on in the year, um, and he like you guys had more continuity with him, maybe things would be different. Um, Clay just hasn't really looked like himself, which is fair. Um, but I think you guys are on the downward spiral a little bit. I'm not going to win it. I do think you're still a playoff team, and I'm never going to count them out yet as long as Steph Curry has air in his lungs and a flick in his wrist because he's obviously the best three-point shooter of all time. I have this question for you, John. As a um, Warriors fan, do you think who has the best range in the NBA? Do you think Steph Curry or Damian Lillard? can shoot from the farthest away most consistently. Most consistent. Okay, that is a tough one because Damian Lillard, I didn't really give him my flowers enough. I mean, he is a great player. I mean, he really is. He was carrying that Portland Trailblazers team so much, and he has a deep three. I mean, some of the shots that he makes are insane. But same with Steph. But Steph, I think, has just done it in many more clutch situations. Whoa, situations. Well, also, let me keep going. Many more playoff situations, too. True. So a lot more experience. He's had to do it in the finals where the pressure is at its highest. I mean, when Dame's doing in, like, regular season games and early playoff games at most, there's a certain amount of pressure. But, I mean, you did see it kind of with – Jordan Poole, Clay Thompson, like once they couldn't really get going in the playoffs, that showed like Jordan Poole lost confidence. Steph Curry has had to perform at his best in the championships multiple mm-hmm. times. So for that factor alone, it's close. It's very close. Yeah. And I'm also a little bit biased, so I would say Steph. Yeah, I don't blame you. I, Steph, he's definitely a better three-point shooter. Uh, in terms of range, like the all-star game is kind of a joke. I like the new rules they added where there's like a target score. I think it's fun. But the best part of the all-star weekend for me is watching Damon Stefan back-to-back years now start pulling up from half court and wetting them. Oh, yeah. I think they can, they're even as far as in terms of like how far, like how far away from the basket they can shoot, but overall three point shooting. It's obviously Steph. He's the best three point shooter of all time. But yeah. I've always thought that's an interesting debate. I think Dame can shoot as far away from the basket as Steph can, but Steph's better. Um, catch and shoot. He's better off the dribble, closer to the basket. And one thing Steph doesn't get credit for is his playmaking ability and his ball handling because he puts that ball on a string, and it's so fun to watch. Like that game seven against the Kings, that was some of the most fun basketball I've ever watched. That whole series was a blast. Um, yeah, it really was. 
I mean, I'm excited. I'm very excited yeah. to see more. But I wanted to ask you something. This wasn't what we prepared for, but I was thinking about it. Uh, something new with the NBA. The in-season tournament. Oh, yeah. I happening. That. I, I just remember that. You mentioned the All-Star Games. So I was thinking of some other stuff mm-hmm. that is happening. What are your thoughts on there being an in-season tournament? Yeah, I'm not totally shored up on the rules. I know, I'm pretty sure it's like a group stage. And then the top two teams from the groups come out and they play in the knockout rounds. And I'm pretty sure that if you win or lose in the in-season tournament, that still gets tacked on to your regular season record. I'm not positive on that, but I'm like 60, 75% sure that's a thing. I could be wrong, but anyway, I think um, it'll be fun. I mean, uh, I, don't, I don't see why it wouldn't be fun. It's more basketball. It's more is there an incentive, like, if you win the tournament at all? Like, do you just get money? Like, what, I wonder what the incentive is. I don't know. I bet it's just money or yeah. something. I really couldn't tell you, like, how much of an impact it has. Mm-hmm. But the only thing, when I hear this and when I see everything about it, all I think about is money. I think this is just a big money grab, Absolutely. in my opinion. More viewers want to see a tournament. My only wonder is if starters won't try as hard that is my mm-hmm. one thing like i don't know if like if you lose the game in a tournament like will you like loot will that count as a loss in the regular season like i just don't get it like or is this just like another all-star type of thing like it's a break in the season like that's i think I yeah, i'm pretty sure if you lose in the reg in the season tournament yeah i just googled it um, because like let's say you're out early. Yeah, it says it's worth noting that the four cup games will count towards a team's regular season record. Okay. So yeah, yeah that is a good point. Though, what happens if you lose? And maybe you'll just play consolation games that'll just count as regular season games. I think it's smart that they made it that way. That way, like you said, people won't people will still try as hard as they normally would during a regular season game, and it's hundred percent a money grab. The whole thing with the playing tournament too. I guess, you know, I was hating on the playing tournament. I was like, no way any playing team will ever, like, have a run or anything. And then, the, I almost said the Bulls. The Heat weren't a playing team. So, they made it to the finals. So, I guess the playing team is more than just a money grab. It gives those teams a chance. But I think the Heat are an outlier. I don't think we'll ever see something like that again. But to be fair, I said that in the first place, that we'll never see a playing team go far in the playoffs. And I was wrong. So, maybe we'll see it again. But, yeah, that's yeah. money grab. it. I'm sure it'll be fun, though. Honestly, uh, yeah. I guess I'm excited. I'm excited to see how it all plays out. Yeah, I'm excited too. But I feel like for casuals, though, it might be like a bit confusing how it all works. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But I want to end the episode with essentially just almost like a preview in a way. Mm-hmm. So I kind of just I think the best way to do it is just to talk about like some of the top teams and just seeing how we think they'll do in general this season do you we think they'll do better do we think they'll do worse stuff like that so the first team i wanted to talk about and i know social media loves to talk about this guy so they've taken a break from talking about him because they've had to talk about taylor swift and travis kelsey for the past couple days but lebron james and the los angeles lakers are always fun to talk about Mm -hmm. they're always a story of discussion so Their projected starting five is LeBron James, Anthony Davis, D'Angelo Russell, Austin Reeves, who they re-signed, and Jared Vanderbilt. So do you think they're a playoff team still? Do you think they have a chance to go all the way? Um, Yeah, I think they're a playoff team. I I think they're in the same tier as the Sixers, as a tier below a contender. Um, LeBron's getting old, man. He's getting old. AD can't stay on the court. Um, I do like D'Lo. They, they do have a better roster this year than last year as they picked up a bunch of guys like D'Lo, like Rui Hachimera in the tra- on the trade deadline. So they'll have a full season to play with them, and they'll have some good chemistry going into the NBA uh, playoffs. Um, let's see. Their team, it's, a pretty good, it's a pretty good lineup. Like, I'm not going to count it. They do got some They do got some guys. They, they signed Christian Wood, too. Um, I, I just – the Suns – like jury's still out on them, and I think they're going to be very good. And of course, the Nuggets swept them, so 
the Nuggets are the team to beat in the West right now, and I don't know if the Lakers can do that. Maybe with a year with those guys that they acquired on the trade deadline, they'll have full chemistry. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm excited. How old is LeBron now? He's getting up there. Yeah, he's uh, ooh, let me see right now. James age. He is 30. 38 wow. years old. I mean, he didn't really slow down last year either. Like he was putting up the same stats, but I don't think he has the will in him to carry a team the way he did like those Cavaliers teams, but hopefully he doesn't have to. I mean, I'm a D-Lo guy. Austin Reeves was off the bench for the majority of last year. We'll see how he handles a bigger role um, in this offense and in this Lakers team, but I'd say they're better than the Sixers, but they're in the same tier as just below um, contender. But I, it'll be interesting to see once the season starts. So it, it really will be. Yeah, I agree. I was almost a Lakers bandwagon before I chose the Warriors. Yeah. But then I kind of realized that the Lakers are not a good option to pick. Mm-hmm. So, but I do think they're a playoff team. They beat my Warriors, and they didn't change way too much, I would say. They finally got rid of Russell Westbrook last season. So that was good for them. And <laughs> Westbrook's actually been doing well in the Clippers mm-hmm. during the playoffs. I actually liked him there. Uh, him, uh, Paul George, uh, who else? Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. The, I do like it. Yeah, I mean, he was – he was scrappy. He wasn't very efficient. He, you know, credit. People hate on Russell Westbrook all the time, call him Russell Westbrook, whatever. But I, the man, he didn't stop shooting. Like his jumper was broken. Like it, it was, it was broken. But he didn't stop hooking him up. Like you gotta respect the confidence. He's trying to shoot his way out of a two-year slump now. But I mean, you, you need guys like Russell, just absolute dogs that are gonna give you their everything because energy like that's contagious. And. I'm not too high on the Clippers. I kind of feel bad for Paul George and Kawhi because I mean, I'm a big I'm big fans of both of those guys. But I mean, Kawhi, yeah. load, load management king. Um, <laughs> don't get me started on load management. Oh man, I I hate it. Yeah, I hate load management. I think it's honestly just kind of an insult to the fans that yeah. pay money to show up to these games. Absolutely, and they're just benching Kawhi Leonard just for load. Like, let's say you just came off of an injury. Then maybe, mm-hmm. but if like if you're just trying to keep him fresh, that's something different. Yeah, if, if you're healthy, you should play. Yes, I mean you look at a sport like hockey, and I always respect hockey players because they'll play all 82 games yeah. if healthy. Yeah, and in the playoffs, like one guy played with a broken foot half the time. Different breed hockey players. Different. Breeds. It really is. It really is. But. Another team I wanted to ask you about, we kind of hinted at them, uh, Denver Nuggets, who are the reigning champions right now. Their starting lineup, I believe it was the exact same as it was in the playoffs. Jamal Murray, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, Michael Porter Jr., Aaron Gordon, and who I think should have been the MVP, mm-hmm. Nikola Jokic. Yeah, I'm not sure if Bruce Brown was starting last year. I, I know he's not with them anymore, and I think that'll be a bigger loss than people think. Um, just because, like I mentioned, uh, you always need a guy that a scrappy guy on defense and a guy that'll go and crash the boards and just a pest. You every championship needs one of those guys. So losing him could be a bigger a bigger impact than I think it was. But I mean, I think they're ready to run it back. Honestly, I really do think so. Nikola Jokic, he's looked like yeah. There's really I'm at a loss for words for how good he's looked. He's been unstoppable. I mean, he almost averaged a triple double, or did he, he might have averaged a triple double last year. It was pretty darn close, I think. Or I think he was. Yeah, but, I mean, they're very good. And one guy that I like on on the Nuggets, he was a rookie last year, Christian Brown. Christian Brown probably had the best two years of a person, of a basketball player alive over the last years. He won a national championship with the Kansas Jayhawks and then comes to the NBA and, and wins an uh wins a ring with the Nuggets. And he, he actually played a few pivot he played a pivotal role, at least in a few quarters of that finals. Um, against the Miami Heat, and if he can take over that Bruce Brown role, I think the Nuggets will be just fine. And Jokic, um, let's see, he was point two assists away from averaging a triple double last year. <laughs> twenty five or twenty four and a half, eleven and nine is pretty stupid. So I, I like the Nuggets a lot. Now, John, er, yeah, John, I'll ask you: Are there any sleeper teams that you're keeping an eye out for this season? Sleeper teams. Um, 
that's a good question. Um, one team I was actually just looking at. I was going to ask you about it, but because there was a big trade that happened earlier in the off season, but a team to look at. Um, the Memphis Grizzlies, who just got Marcus Smart on their team as part of a big trade that happened. I'm pulling up their depth chart right now, but John Moran is a fun player to talk about. <laughs> but aside from him flashing a gun on IG Live, I do think he is a very good player, and I'm pulling up their depth chart. Yeah, their depth chart now. John Morant, where did he go? Um, John Morant is not in the starting depth chart. Um, he's suspended. He's still suspended. Oh, wow. I'm pretty sure he's suspended. Okay. Well, anyway, I'm just still thinking of a sleeper team. Uh, Marcus Smart they have. Desmond Bain they have, who I really like. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Morant, uh, Jaron Jackson Jr., and Steven Adams. I like, I do like the Grizzlies, and I think adding Smart was a great add, too. But any other sleeper teams I can think of? Uh, do you have a sleeper team, real quick, while I, I think of another one? I do. I think the Oklahoma City Thunder are going to be very good yeah. this season. Chet is coming in for his rookie year, finally. I think him and Wendy is going to be an all-time rookie of the year race, as long as both of them can stay healthy. You've got Josh Giddy, who's gotten better every year. He's been in the league, obviously. Shea was an all-star last year. He was ridiculous. Lou Dort's one of the best defensive players in the NBA as well. And, yeah, it's just exciting. It's really exciting. Now, it's also Jalen Williams was a rookie last year. He was nasty. Uh, yeah, it's, it, I like the Thunder a lot. I think they're going to be very good. They're going to be better than last year. They were a playing team a year ago, and I could see them being from, like, the fifth seed to, like, the ninth seed in the West this year. I'm excited to watch Chet um, and Oklahoma City, Oklahoma City Thunder this season. They're one of my – Sleeper teams. I think they're a sleeper team that a lot of people are going to be on as well, especially with Chet coming in. Um, yeah, it should be there. They should be a lot of fun to watch. But what do you say about the Grizzlies? I, I do like them a lot. They have a very good um, front court with Jaron Jackson and Stephen Adams. Jaron Jackson. I'm pretty sure he was the depoy last year. I think he might have been. I can't confirm that. Yeah, I'll Google it right now. Um, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, but they are getting Marcus Smart. Too. Was Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart was with the Celtics, and he yeah, it won it last year. Oh, no, it was, I think they have the. It was Jaron Jackson, I was right. So it was Marcus yeah. Smart in twenty twenty two. It was Jaron Jackson this year. So they have the depoy from from the past two years, which yeah. is kind of nasty. Jaron Jackson's an ultimate rim protector. Marcus Smart obviously has got the locks on um, the perimeter, and I like Bain a lot too. This starting five is very good, and I think. Jaws out for the first eight games. I don't think it's that big of a deal because, like, it's just eight games. And the Grizzlies have, is, like, since Jaws been with them, they've they've actually played pretty well without Jaw. So I don't think it matters that much. I think the Grizzlies will be good. Um, yeah. Any other sleeper teams for you, John? Yeah, I mean, the other team. I actually really like your pick, the Thunder. That would be the other team I would say because honestly, if I had to say right now, they definitely have the best young core. Yeah. No doubt. Out of I mean, I don't even think it's uh, a debate. I mean, hopefully Chet Fulgram stays healthy mm-hmm. because that injury was sad to see. He didn't even make it to the season. Yeah. Like it happened during like a little scrimmage game or whatever that was. But I do like the Thunder. I do think they're a team that not a lot of people are going to think of. But two more things, and then we'll probably wrap it up. Uh, first thing, you were mentioning a lot about Boston. Yeah. And they were a part of a big three-team trade earlier in the offseason where the Celtics got center Kristaps Porzingis. Uh, Marcus Smart went to the Grizzlies, and guard Tyus Jones went to the Wizards. But you don't like the Celtics. Uh, their starting five is Derek White, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Kristaps Porzingis, and Al Horford. Do you think the Celtics team has a chance to do better than they did last season. Um, I thought they did when I woke up Wednesday morning until Dame went to the Bucks. I still I do I I do still think they are the second best team in the Eastern Conference and they can put up a good fight um against the Bucks. I honestly prediction now Bucks and 6 in the Eastern Conference Finals over the Boston Celtics. Kristaps Porzingis kind of um flo- flies under the radar a little bit. He averaged over 20 points 
the last two seasons. Granted, it was with the Washington Wizards, and he was the focal point of that offense last year after Bradley Beal got shipped off, of course, and somebody's got to score points for an NBA team, and the Wizards are kind of a dumpster fire. <laughs> but still, 23 in the NBA is like something it's not easy to do on a night in night out basis. So, I mean, there's definitely that aspect. I expect to see that come down a little bit. Obviously he was down on the Knicks. Didn't work out for him in Dallas. Maybe Boston's his home. Um, they, they got worse defensively though. Market losing Marcus. Was he defensive? Was he a good defensive player? A great defensive player at that, but he was just the heart and soul of that Boston Celtics team. He's been there for a while. And I think losing him will have an impact on the locker room. Um, that will, that people aren't talking about enough. But, I mean, I still think the Celtics will be fine. They'll be one of the best teams in the NBA this year. They're still a contender for me. I wouldn't be surprised if they won it all, as much as it hates me to say that. But I think three win though was last year. I, losing to, the, losing to um, the Heat, that, that seven-game series was electric, by the way. But losing that, like, that was their chance. Their window is closing rapidly, I'd say. And actually, you know, people are going to claim me for saying that just because Jason Tatum's still, like, what, 25, 26 years old, and they yeah. lost both those guys for the next five years. But clearly Tatum and Brown is not enough, or else they would have they would have won it by now. Um, but we'll see. I, what are your thoughts on the Cs? Um, they did add uh, some height mm-hmm. and a big man in Porzingis, so I do like that. But I'm not, I, I think that Jalen Brown – extension was utterly ridiculous mm-hmm. uh, paying him that much when he struggled during the playoffs especially near the end I think was just very dumb and like you said I really don't think that the duo of Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum can win a championship I don't think yeah. that's the duo and but they're locked in with that duo now so we'll see what they do but the final question I want to ask you and then we'll wrap it up because as we're recording this, Thursday Night Football just started. Yeah, I got two lines fantasy players right now. Who do you got, Gibbs? I'm gonna... I got, got Amonra, St. Brown, and Sam Laporta. Okay. Oh, Laporta went off last week. Oh, my God. Um, Jared Goff just threw an interception as we speak. Oh, nice. To... Yeah. To... Uh, it was intended for St. Brown and intercepted by Ard... R. Ford. I don't know who that is. I was hoping it was uh, Russell Douglas. Oh, man. Yeah. All righty. Enough about football. Last (laughs) thing I want to ask you before we wrap it up. Um, Who do you think, if you had to make an early season prediction, who do you think is going to win it all? Uh, The Bucs. I think the Bucs should be the favorite right now. Um, They did lose in the first round to an eight seed, which hasn't happened in a while. But it's still Giannis, and they just got Damian Lillard. That offense is going to be ridiculous. Have you seen the memes where it's like Giannis blocks a chase down block and then throws to Dame, who drains a 40 feet, and the Bucks lead by 70 against your favorite team? Like, I think yeah, there's right. a little bit of truth to that. Obviously, they're not going to lead by 70, but they're going to be. It's going to be a. They're going to be trouble. They're going to be trouble. They're going to be very good. And I, my pick is the Bucks after Wednesday. Maybe it's recency bias, but I honestly don't think so. They were they were my pick last year. And obviously things didn't work out. Milton was hurt for most of the year and was playing off an injury. They'll have him fully healthy for a full season. And I think um, that matters. Having that continuity with new guys, especially with Dame coming in, I think that matters. And Middleton's he was a dog for that Bucks team in their championship run. Getting him fully healthy is gonna be gonna be good for them. And I'm, yeah, the Bucks are my pick. Who, who's your pick? The Bucks are intriguing. I will say that. I do think they have a great shot at winning the East. But I'm going to go back-to-back Nuggets. Yeah. I'm going to do that because, really, aside from the one loss you said, I mean, their starting lineup is the exact same as their playoff run. Mm -hmm. It's the exact same five. I think they're great. I think a big key, Jamal Murray was finally able to stay healthy. Yeah. And he's been great. My my buddy, he said, um, it almost looks like the Bucks are mimicking the Nuggets a little bit in terms of like a Dame Lillard and Jamal Murray, kind of similar in a way, Jokic, Giannis, but mm-hmm. take that how you feel. Um, I did not say that, but <laughs> I do think this Nuggets team, I don't think they got that worse in any way. So honestly, they have a great 
chance to repeat. So yeah. I'm going to take the Nuggets for how well they did That's last fair. playoffs. And that, that is a fair comparison, honestly, because Dame and Jamal Murray do play a little bit alike. Obviously, Dame has a little bit more range. He's more consistent from three. Um, yeah. But Jamal can also bury the three like, like it's his job. So that is a fair comparison. I'm not mad at that at all. Yeah. And, yeah, the Nuggets, they're, they're going to be good. They got the best player in the NBA, so – can always count on the best player in the NBA to do good. So yeah, that's a that's a that's a good take. I do think it'll be Nuggets Bucks too. Personally, I think it will be Nuggets Bucks. I think that would be a very fun matchup. Yeah, it would. The two so best watch. players in the league, hands down. Easily, yeah, I would say. But that's gonna do it for us, uh, Devin. This has been very fun doing our yeah. first collab episode. This has been great. That's yeah, been fun. It's been and... It works for a few weeks. I'm happy we finally. Have to sit down and talk some ball. I'm excited for the NBA season now. You've got me fired up. Yeah, I, I can't wait too. And I'll probably be doing more NBA content, at least on my side. And mm-hmm. probably we'll probably have to link up again. Oh yeah, at I'm, some I'm, point. Yeah, if you're listening on Fire Sports Takes, make sure you go follow John on Instagram at Inside the Dome underscores in between the words. Um, yes. Yeah, he's got good stuff. Podcasts almost every day, so yeah, make sure you go give him some love. Yeah. And I will, in my episode, I'll make sure to tag your podcast website, I believe it was. Yeah. And uh, you could you tell everybody your Instagram as well? Because yeah, I don't have that written down. So DSOC, D-S-O-C, Fire Sports Takes with underscores under all of it. If you want to read some more of my stuff, my blog and stuff, go just look up firesportstakes.com and go to the Fire Sports Takes blog section and you guys will be good to go. Yeah. And I will make sure that is all in the description Wait, too. Yeah, on yeah. my side of it. Yeah, I'll the same. So, yeah, yeah. Come on, John. I'll see you. See you in class Tuesday. Oh yeah, Tuesday and Thursday. Yeah, get that final script done, baby. Oh God, uh, let's not get to that. Yeah. But <laughs> this this has been fun. Uh, make sure to check out both podcasts. Yeah, and make sure to click both links just to see all the platforms and everything, all the social medias. So, but other than that. With Devin Anderson, I'm John Dodaro. Have a great day, everyone, and see you next time on Fire Sports Takes Pod and Inside the Dome. Yes, sir. Thanks, John. Yep. I'll see you.